0: welcome to the official podcast of apostolic lighthouse we'd like to thank you for listening today we pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that god is working in your life enjoy the message over one sinner who repents than over ninety and nine just persons who need no repentance. Verse 10, likewise I say to you there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Amen. And I want to preach on this subject one soul at a time. One soul at a time. Would you worship the Lord as you're seated right now? Thank you, Lord. Have your way, God. Your will be done. In Jesus, name. Amen. One soul at a time. You know, when you look through the Bible, you will find that the heavenly host, the angels, they rejoiced on three notable occasions. The first time. Was when God created the earth, for the angels were created before the earth, because they were there when He created the earth. In, in the book of Job, we find that Job going through all that he went through. Um, you know, he was just having a rough time because he lost his family, his kids. He he he, he lost his health and different things, and so uh, he was saying some things, and God had to you know get him back on track, and God said. To Job, where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? When the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. Now, morning stars and sons of God in this context is another uh, name for the angels. The angels shouted for joy. The the heavenly host rejoiced when the, the foundation of the earth was set. Amen. The second time the angel rejoiced, we see was uh, uh, that wonderful evening when uh, when the baby Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Luke chapter 2, verse 11, For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign that you will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger, and suddenly there was an angel uh, uh, with the angel, a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace." Goodwill to men. Amen. So the angel rejoiced. Amen. The second time when Jesus was born. Because they knew now now God is walking among people and everything's going to be okay. Praise God. And then the third time that the angel rejoiced was in our text passage. Amen. Just when just one sinner, when one soul repents. Amen, the angels rejoice, praise God. That first one in chapter 15, verse seven, amen. That was talking about when the when the guy had 100 sheep and he lost one of them, amen. He went out to try to find that one and when he found it, he rejoiced. He had a party, he called everybody over. I found my lost sheep and he said, the angels rejoice when one sinner, likewise, when one sinner repents. The second one was when the lady had 10 coins and she lost one of them. It was her dowry, amen. For for uh, for a wedding and all that stuff. And she lost one of them. And she swept the house and she moved the furniture. And he, she turned the light, put the the candles on and the lamps. And she finally found it and she rejoiced. And she said, "Like." And they said, "Likewise in heaven, amen." The angels rejoice when one soul, when one sinner repents and starts moving toward God. Amen. So that's a pretty good uh, set of things. When the earth was established, when Jesus was born, and when one sinner repents, amen, heaven gets happy. Praise God. Why do the angels rejoice when just one sinner repents? Because they understand the value of one single soul. Amen. I know when we look at people sometimes, because we're human, We will look at someone that's mean and someone that treats you wrong or whatever. We look at them as an enemy or we look at them as this or we look at this person as that or that or whatever. But you know what? God sees souls. Amen. And if we can get that enemy to go toward God, if we can get that person to turn around and start walking toward God. Amen. There's going to be some celebration up in heaven. Praise God. The angels Understand the value of a single soul. Matthew 16, 26. For what is a man profited? If he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul, or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Amen. So one single soul that repents and turns to God is cause for great celebration in heaven. Amen. And I think whatever heaven is excited about... Amen, the church should be excited about, praise God. Amen. We should be excited when one's And I know we are. Amen. But I'm just encouraging us. This is our mission. Amen. This is what we're here for. God took us out of the darkness into his marvelous light. God took us out of the miry clay and set our feet on the rock to stay so that we then could in turn be a witness of his glory and his love and his forgiveness and his mercy and get some other people to come with us And then we can rejoice with heaven when they repent and turn to God. Amen. Praise God. There's no greater feeling as far as in my own personal experience uh, than when I reach out for a soul. Amen. When I be able to tell someone about the Bible or Jesus, when I can sit down, I've I've sat down at countless uh, kitchen tables uh, and living rooms uh, coffee tables, amen, and taught Bible studies in people's houses, and there's no greater feeling whether they come to church or not, amen, I told them, amen, I shared with them what Jesus told me to tell them, amen, and I feel excited about it, because that's what my mission is, freely you ever see, now freely give, oh praise God. Amen. A soul being saved is the greatest thing that happens on planet Earth. Amen. It's not the Super Bowl. It's not some scientific uh, discovery. Amen. It's not this or it's not that or it's not some great politician or this something or whatever or some great Cultural event Well, all oh, those are great. Amen. But that's greatest single thing that happens every day on this earth is when one soul repents and starts moving toward God. Amen. Let me tell you something. Amen. A lot of people get excited about a lot of things down here and heaven is like crickets because they don't care about that stuff. But when somebody comes to God, heaven is starting to have a party. Praise the Lord. Amen. So God became a man so he could die for our sins that we might be saved. 1 Timothy 2, chapter 2, verse 3, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. So he came that all men could have the opportunity to be saved. 2 Peter 3, 9. The Lord is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Amen. God is long-suffering. He is patient. He's waiting for all men to come to repentance. Amen. Whether they do or not, that's up to them. But He's waiting. He's, he's calling out to them. Amen. He's asking He's encouraging them to come. Praise God. And then 1 John 2, 2. And He talking about Jesus, is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Now, the word propitiation means substitution. Amen. He was the substitute for our sins. He died so that we wouldn't have to. He was the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Amen. So it is true that Jesus gave his life to pay the price. When he said, it is finished, and hung his head and... and, he breathed his last breath. The, he literally said, it's paid in full. Redemption has been taken care of. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Now, anybody that wants to, whosoever will, can come and drink of the water of life freely. But they got to come. They got to come. Amen. So he did die for the, whole, the sins of the whole world. He paid the price for the sins of the whole world. He shed his blood for the sins of the whole world. However, amen, contrary to what some people might think, that does not mean that every person in this world is automatically forgiven of their sins. They've got to believe in God. They got to believe in what he did on the cross. They got to make it personal and ask God to forgive them of their sins. And then they got to go on to obey the new birth and be born again and obey the gospel of Jesus Christ. (laughs) Hallelujah. And every time some person does this, amen, there is great rejoicing in heaven. Now the challenge we face is the overwhelming number of people on this earth that still need to be saved. The current population of the earth is estimated at over 7.9 billion people. The current population of the United States is estimated at over 330 million people. That brings it a little bit more home. We are in the United States. Let's bring it a little closer to home. The current population of the state of California is over 39 million. And it makes it the most populated state in the United States. The next state is not even really close. It's Texas and Florida, but they're in the 20s. Amen. Now let's bring it close. Southern California. There's estimated to be out of that 39 million, 23 million just down here in Southern California. I'm talking about below the grapevine, down to the Mexican border, from the ocean over to the the borders of Arizona and whatever else, Nevada, amen. That is 23 million people. This means that over 60% of California's population lives in Southern California, just within a couple hours drive from us. That's a lot of people. Amen. We're surrounded by millions of people that still need to be saved. Millions of people that still need Jesus. And Jesus, he told his disciples, teach all nations, baptize them and teach them to, uh, to all the things that he commanded. He also said in Mark sixteen fifteen, he said unto them, go ye into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature, every person, amen. But you know, when you you think about these population statistics, especially the 23 million in Southern California, it seems like the task is quite monumental. Amen. Now the church in this world is the body of Christ. Every person that's saved in this world is all part of one church, even though there's different buildings and different organizations. I'm talking about the church that God, that, that everybody's a part of, one church, one body, everyone's a part of that, amen. It's, it, and it's made up of hundreds of millions of believers. The church's mission as a whole is to reach the entire world for Jesus. However, the church, amen, just like a, a human body is made up of all kinds of body parts. Even Paul said, not everybody can be the eye. Some people gotta be the baby toe stuck tucking a shoe all the time. Like, hey, what are you? I'm the toe, and nobody sees me, but I do some stuff behind the scenes, and you know, <laughs> amen. But not everybody's a toe, not everybody's an ear, not everybody's an eye, not everybody. Some people are elbows, and some people are this or that, and so we're all different to individuals, but we all are necessary for the body to function. Not one part. The eye can't. He said, the eye can't say, amen, to to the baby toe. Hey, I'm better than you. No. Because all the baby Tony to say is, hey, you break me off and I'll see, you see how you're going to see when you're just like, ah, oh, oh, you know, your, your eyes going to be squinting in pain. Amen. So every part is needed. So what I'm saying is the body of Christ is made up of hundreds of millions of people. All individuals, amen. And individual people reach individual people. Amen. God is not telling you one God's not telling you, Linda, you alone, you need to reach those 23 million. Come on, what are you doing? Get busy. Quit your job. What's going on here? No, you need to do it. No, he's not saying that. He said, you know what, Linda? You'd go and you fulfill this commission one soul at a time. Amen. Mario, one soul at a time. Johnny, one soul at a time. Susan, everybody. I'll call names. Praise God. One soul at a time. Amen. That's that's a little bit more. Okay, okay. I was starting to get all stressed out, reaching for my nervous pills and stuff because I don't got 23 million. Oh, my goodness. What are we going to do? Amen. One soul at a time. Okay. Bite-sized pieces. I can do that. Amen. I can talk to somebody at my job one soul at a time. I can talk to a neighbor one soul at a time. I can talk to them, someone at the dry cleaners or at, at, at the grocery store one soul at a time as God opens the door and this and that. Amen. That's management. I can do that. Amen. God can help me do that. Amen. Praise God. Proverbs 11.30 said, He who wins souls is wise. Amen. And so that's what we're all about. As we, God has, someone has won us. Amen. I I believe believe we could go through, and I I imagine we can raise hands, and I I could hear your story, and you could tell me that there was somebody that that helped you get to God. Amen. Now, some people might say, well, no, God just directed me, and there was nobody. That's fine. But most of the time, there's somebody, because God uses his church, amen, to reach people. Praise God. Amen. And as somebody won us to God, Amen. God wants us to, to win people to God. Amen. Matthew ten sixteen. He said, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Win souls. Use wisdom. Sometimes it's, not, it's a time to be quiet. Sometimes it's a time to talk. Sometimes you never know. We got, we got to pray and we got to ask God for wisdom to win souls to him. Know what to say and when to say it. Give me in that, in that hour, Lord, what to speak. Amen. Peter said, when you're asked of the hope that lies within you, why do you have hope? Why are you still smiling? Why do you have peace? Amen. You tell them. Amen. What Jesus did for you. Amen. One person said it like this. You know, we got to talk to God about people first before we talk to people about God. Amen. I know sometimes you'll be spur of the moment and it just comes up and, you you know, you talk to the Lord or whatever. I'm not saying we're always going to have time to pray uh, before we talk to someone about God. But you know what? When you're when there's somebody at your job, or there's somebody, and you just feel like God, I gotta, you gotta give me wisdom, give me help me to know. I, I wanna, I wanna lead them, I wanna win them to you, Amen. And you pray for that person, and God will open the door, and God will show you, and He'll give you the words, Amen. Because Jesus told us, be salt and be light, Amen. You're the salt of the earth and the light of the world. What's salt? Salt is a preservative. Salt makes makes things taste better, amen. Salt uh, heals wounds. There's all kinds of things. uh, Salt does all kinds of stuff. And be light, amen. Be a light. And you know what? Lights, they don't even make noise. They're just there. Sometimes you just got to be there and shine bright. Praise God, amen. He said for us to be a witness. He said for us to be a witness of his grace. A witness of his mercy, a witness of his love, and a witness of his forgiveness and his power. And what's a witness? Amen. He wants us to be an eyewitness. What's an eyewitness? You saw it. You experienced it. Amen. 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 And I saw what he did to me. And I I experienced what he did to me. And I saw what he's done to you. And I've experienced it with you, some of you. Amen. We are eyewitnesses of the majesty of God. Amen. And so as a witness, tell tell your story. Amen. Tell your story. Praise God. Amen. That's what Apostle Paul did. You read the book of Acts. He just went around telling his, his 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 uh his witness. He told his testimony. You know, I was one of the. Uh, he, he said I was one of the the biggest uh, opponents of the church. I didn't like it. I thought it was wrong. He said I I imprisoned people. I beat people up. I dragged them into. Into the magistrates, uh, I did all kinds of stuff. But he goes, when I was on my way to Damascus, Syria one day, amen, right in the middle of the high noon, there was a, a voice that came and knocked me right off my donkey, amen, and said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And Saul said, who are you? He said, I am Jesus whom you persecute. Yes. Amen. And then Saul became a different guy. In fact, he came, became Paul. Got his name changed and got to walk in a different way. And then the one who persecuted the church the most became one of the greatest apostles. Amen. But he shared his testimony before kings and before magistrates and before Caesar himself. Amen. Because you know what? They can say stuff about the Bible and they will. But you know what? When you have your own testimony, I was an eyewitness. I felt it myself. Amen. They, they might say, oh, I don't believe that. But they're going to say, whoa, that was pretty convincing because that's coming from you. That happened to you. That didn't happen 10,000 years ago. 2,000 years ago. That happened just a year ago. Last year. Whatever. Amen. So just be a witness. Be salt and light. If we do our part, then God will do his part. Our part is telling them and showing them about how wonderful Jesus is and what he will do for them. Amen. But you know what? Ultimately, I can't save anybody. You can't save anybody. And that wasn't our job to begin with. It's God that does the saving. It's God that does the forgiving. It's God that does the filling of the Holy Ghost. Woo! 1 Corinthians 3, 6. Paul, uh, Paul said, I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. Amen. So we're just out there planting seeds. Hell, you know, and the seed is the word of God. Hey, giving them a little, a little Bible there, a little Bible there. And then maybe somebody else comes along and puts some water on that seed. It's another person. Amen. We'll talk to that person, put a little water on that seed. Amen. But we're planting and we're watering and God is giving the increase. Yeah, yeah. Amen. In God's time, he's giving the increase because he, that's their heart and they've got to yield it to God. Amen. And then in the early church when the on the day of Pentecost, when 3,000 souls were added, the church was only 100. Think about this. The church started out with 120 believers in the upper room, and then after one church service, the church grew to 3,120. Man, what a what a revival service! We got to get a new building here. We had a building that seat 150. We had 120, and now we got 3,120. We got to get the stadium. Amen. That was revival. Praise God. But the Bible said in Acts 2:47, and the Lord. Added to the church daily, such as should be saved. Based on what? Based on people planting and watering and being the salt and being the light and going about and doing what God asks us to do. And then God adds to the church, God gives the increase. And then I'll close with this verse, passage, 1 Corinthians 9, verse 19. Paul said, for though I am free from all men, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win more. And to the Jews I became as a Jew, that I might win Jews. To those who are under the law, as under the law, that I might win those who are under the law. To those who are without law, as without law, but not being without the law toward God, but under the law toward Christ, that I might win those who are without law. To the weak, I became as weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all men, that by all means, I might save some. Amen. We're not gonna save them all, but we gotta get some. Amen. Many are called but few are chosen. The broad way, many go there. But amen, the straight and the narrow gate, few there be that find it. Amen. I'm talking about compared to 7.9 billion. But you know what? There's hundreds of millions. There's a lot of hungry people out there. And I prayed this morning before anybody got here and said, Lord, amen. Direct us to the people that are hungry. Because, you know, what God compares us to fruit trees, amen, direct us to the fruit that's ready to pick. Amen, not the ones that you got to hang on with your, all your weight and you're just bouncing up and down and they're not coming off. It's like, i am going to waste my time on that one. I'll just plant a little bit and move on. Praise God. Amen. God, show us the ones that are hungry. Show us the ones, amen, that we can spend our time on and they will be fruitful and they will repent and we can rejoice with the heavenly angels when they repent and come to God. Would you stand with me? Praise God. Praise God. Oh, God is so good. Thank you, Jesus. One soul at a time. That's how we're going to do it. Praise the Lord. Because there's Millions, there's hundreds of millions worldwide that are believers that are part of the church. And of all of us, do it one soul at a time. We're gonna win some. We're gonna win some. Amen. God's gonna, God's gonna give the increase. And God's gonna add to the church. Amen. Praise God. Amen. And then we want them to repent. We wanted to believe. We wanted to be baptized in Jesus' name. We want to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. We want to be born again and obey the gospel of Jesus Christ. One soul at a time. Amen. Lord help us. Lord guide us. Amen. There's a time to speak and a time to be silent. There's a time to do this and a time to that. Oh Lord, we're going to pray that you'll use us. Every day when we get up, God, help us, Lord, help us to be salt and light and help us be eyewitnesses of your majesty, amen, and to tell somebody, you guide us to somebody and help us, Lord, somebody that would want, amen, to be receptive to this wonderful truth. and we'll give their hearts to you. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast and may God bless you.